Star Wars 7x7 episode 466. Today we take another look into the post-Return of the Jedi world with the events of Shattered Empire number 2. Punch it, Chewie. No traps, no moisture, no committees. Just rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedis. It's the Star Wars 7x7 podcast with your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and the post-Return of the Jedi Galaxy is a huge mystery to all of us, especially now that the Expanded Universe has been rebranded as Legends, and uh, we've all been told that it is not representative of the official canon of Star Wars. So, over the last month or so, we've had an enormous spotlight shown on the post-Battle of Endor Galaxy with Star Wars Aftermath, which gave us the story of an empire in disarray and little snapshots of stories happening around the galaxy. But there is another story that's happening as well, and it's unfolding in the comics world, and that is Shattered Empire, which was also part of the Force Friday Journey to the Force Awakens big announcements. Now, if you haven't checked out Shattered Empire, basically the gist is this. It follows... Two characters, married rebels, Kess Dameron and Shara Bay. Kess is part of the rebel commandos, the Pathfinders, that were on the ground in Endor with Han Solo and Chewie and Leia and 3PO and R2 and Luke in taking over the shield generator and blowing it up. And Shara Bay is an A-Wing pilot, and she was in space flying around during the Battle of Endor and also happened to discover Luke Skywalker in the stolen Imperial shuttle that he used to escape the Death Star and take Darth Vader's body down to Endor. Now here on Star Wars 7x7 we did a sum-up episode of Shattered Empire number one just to bring you up to speed on the post-Return of the Jedi Galaxy and the day after the Battle of Endor where a bunch of rebels led by Han Solo went to an Imperial outpost on the other side of Endor to do their Ewok friends a solid <laughs> and help clear out the rest of the Imperial presence. And what they found, of course, was a lot of data and a lot of transmissions that revealed some major doings going on with the Imperials, but we don't yet know what is happening. Instead, we have jumped to uh, 17 days after the Battle of Endor for Shattered Empire number 2, and we've got another battle happening over Kawa City on Sturdick 4, which is a planet I can't say I've ever heard of before, but the rebels are rousting another Imperial stronghold, and Shara Bay has not been in contact with her husband, Kes Dameron. However, we do find out that Poe Dameron is up and around. He is already alive. We had theorized that it was possible that we were seeing uh, something about his origins in Shattered Empire number one, but no, it turns out that he is already alive and with Shara's father somewhere else in the universe. But as it turns out, Shara has been pretty well going hard on missions and has been assigned a comparative milk run to give her a bit of light duty. And the milk run happens to be being a pilot for Princess Leia Organa on a mission to Naboo. Now, of course, you know and I know that <laughs> if you're being asked to fly on a mission for Princess Leia Organa, you really shouldn't consider that a milk run. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all know better. Anyway, so they go to Naboo to ask for their help in getting the Senate back up and running again. Now, this does connect to Aftermath, where the Senate is actually about to go into its first session six months later. But while they're on Naboo, something bad happens. And it starts with, uh, a few days earlier, a messenger, a very creepy-looking messenger, arriving on the deck of an Imperial Star Destroyer called the Torment. 
And it turns out to be a message from the emperor himself, from beyond the grave, as it were. But I don't know if it's really from beyond the grave, or if this is just something that was triggered upon his death, or if this was something that he had already set in motion prior to his demise. Hard to say at this point, because we don't really have enough information yet. But be that as it may, Captain Duvat of the Torment Star Destroyer is given orders to start Operation Cinder, C-I-N-D-E-R. And part of that includes going to Naboo and scouring it. So they are deploying a whole bunch of climatological chaos machines, if you will. To be more precise, it's called a Climate Disruption Array, which is creating a number of hurricanes on Naboo. There are already three Class 5 hurricanes as we end the issue, and I guess the Empire classifies hurricanes the same way we do here on Earth, which is helpful for understanding things. And apparently this whole thing is going to be active, uh, completely crazy causing uh, with their disruption array within eight hours of its actual deployment, and Naboo is going to be wiped from the face of the Naboo. <laughs> I can't say it's wiped from the face of the earth. I guess Theed is going to be wiped from the face of Naboo, as it were. Not to mention every other city you know, on Naboo, and I bet the Gungans are probably not going to come out of this well either. But I was reading an interview with Greg Rucka, who's the writer of Shattered Empire, and I really like the stuff that's going on in the backstory of this. There's one particular quote that I really thought was very insightful. He says, you know, the other thing I tend to look at is propaganda. Who controls the airwaves? The Empire does. So the Rebellion can be jumping up and down and screaming at the top of their lungs. The Palpatine is dead, but I guarantee you that the message didn't reach 70% of the galaxy. It's a rumor. It's a whisper. And I want to dig into this with you more tomorrow, because this also ties into the Star Wars Uprising video game, which has a very similar idea about the whole propaganda thing and who knows what across the Star Wars universe. One thing we know for sure, though, or at least I'm willing to bet you do, is the answer to today's trivia question. Your feeble skills are no match for the power of the dark side. Clearly, I have more faith in you than he does. But let's talk about yesterday's question first, which was, what was the central weapon on the second Death Star? Yeah, don't overthink that one. It's a super laser. Today's question, who first realized that the offspring of Anakin Skywalker could pose a threat to him? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you challenge the Jedi Council, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a test, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!